Should Utah football add a quarterback through the transfer portal? We're talking about that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We're available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we're going to be talking all things transfer portal. In the second segment, we're going to dive into kind of the skill position players that why Utah has been looking so heavily at multiple players to add through the portal. But first, we're going to start with the guys who get them the ball and talk about if Utah should add a quarterback through the transfer portal. And in order to help me do that, it's ESPN 700's in front of the show, Porter Larson and Porter, honestly, with should Utah add a quarterback through the transfer portal? I think as alluring as it may be I, for some people, I, I don't think they should. I feel good about the three guys you have in the room. I still don't understand completely why so much of the fan base has turned on Bryson Barnes because I guess he didn't. And look, he didn't play well against Penn State. But like once again, like I didn't see anyone else playing great out there either. I just feel like we know what Bryson is. He's a very good backup quarterback. If you had told me going into that game, Bryson is going to be starting against Penn State, I would have been like, oh, yeah, we're not going to beat Penn State because Bryson is our backup quarterback. And I feel like he is a very good backup quarterback. What he did against Pullman last year was exactly what this team needed. And if you don't like Bryson, you got, if you're Utah football, you got two other guys and a Nate Johnson who had some young, exciting upside. And then Brandon Rose, who at least in spring ball looked like the best of the bunch. So I feel like Utah's good personally. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the, the quarterback room specifically is in a good position, right? Uh, obviously the health of cam rising is, is the main variable there. If he's good to go, if he's your your starter, no questions asked, right? And then you need a backup. And and I do think that Bryson is a serviceable player there. And we've seen that he's able to to come in and at least run the offense, right? I, mm-hmm. He doesn't give you the upside that that uh, a top flight Division one quarterback gives you, but he knows the offense well. He's a good athlete. He doesn't make terrible decisions. You don't want him necessarily running your 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 team for extended time or, or weeks. Yeah. But he can come in and, and be serviceable. But I don't think he's going to be number two in the depth chart, right? Yeah. I think you're going to get one of those guys in in uh, Nate and Brandon to 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 jump him in the depth chart, and that's what we'll see in in fall. And yeah, I think those are two young players who you can give reps. You're you're comfortable with uh, throwing in there in certain situations, but you don't you don't need. Uh, insurance in the quarterback room I don't think I think you've got guys that you're comfortable with at least in certain situations right now if Cam goes down I mean I, I what do you want another starter caliber yeah. transfer good luck getting that right now I think if you're going to hit the portal you're best served getting help elsewhere outside mm-hmm. uh, Micah Pittman uh, obviously joining the youth earlier this week I think some more Help is coming on the outside for the for the youth as far as receiver goes. I'll I'll uh, push you to p- pay attention there in the in the coming days and weeks. But you know there there's also maybe some defensive positions that could use a little bit of bolstering. I think they're really good from the 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 first you know first line in, uh, but maybe some depth along the defense. I just I don't really see the value in getting a quarterback now unless a really attractive name that you like comes up. 
because I think you're I think you're solid there. And you know the the stuff with Bryson, it, it's probably just you know he's he's not going to be the next guy after Cam Rising. He's not going to be your starter because we we know what his ceiling is. But that doesn't mean he can't come in and, and be a serviceable player. Uh, if the youths do need him, even as a, a third street guy, um, I think they're I think they're safe in that department. Um, it would have to be kind of a perfect fit, perfect name, and a guy who wants to come here. I don't think the youths are necessarily going to go out and, and uh, really do too much effort in that regard. It's going to be energy spent elsewhere in the in the portal. Adding a quarterback is so much different than the other positions. Because for receiver example, you can have three receivers on the field. Up to five can sometimes play for a team in a single game. Utah's a little different where it's usually just three or four because they run so many two tight end sets. But that's where so many guys can come in and be like, oh, I could could compete and win one of the starting spots. Even at tight end, it's like, well, I know that Keithy's obviously your number one, but like maybe I could get in there and beat out Yasmin some. And I do think Yasmin's really good, but I think some of these guys who are coming in, maybe they're like, okay, I see a way to compete and become the second tight end. There's not that for quarterback. At some point in this season, Cam Rising's going to be healthy. We expect it to be. Hopefully it's the first game. We expect it to be early on, if not. And you're not going to unseat Cam, a guy who's taking this team to back-to-back Pac-12 championships. And what's the reason all the quarterbacks and players in general enter the portal? It's because they want to start. They want to play. They want to go somewhere else. I mean, I pulled up the top transfer quarterbacks. I pulled up a huge list of them early. You have to go all the way down to, this is on three's rankings, the 38th player in their ranking is the one who's currently available he's a three-star transferring from south carolina and he's not committed and even after him the next guy is a tj finley and like a tj mick mccone and a guy in tj finley i think is interesting just in the standpoint of oh it's a big name he's played in some other games but man the one thing tj finley does is he turns the ball over <laughs> so he's not exactly a kyle whittingham guy when i hear the name tj finley and i don't think he's interested in coming in and being a backup to cam anyways as i said i think he'd rather go play somewhere having gotten that playing experience someone else so it just doesn't seem like there's that many good candidates out there either porter yeah i mean in the portal there's got to be value for you to dive in right and mm-hmm. there's just not the the fit there for for quarterback right now for utah so you know, it, unless there's a guy that you think of as a future piece, I don't, I don't really see the the uh, reason to to jump into the the portal for the quarterback. It's going to be Cam Rising, and yep. he's barring any re-injury or setback, he's going to be ready for Florida opening day. Yeah, um, and then it's going to be one of Brandon Rose or Nate Johnson. I think it's going to be Brandon Rose as the backup. That being said. They're going to use Nate Johnson in other ways, even though he may be number three or four, depending on how it goes with Bryson on the QB depth chart. He's going to be used in other ways. I, I, I'm almost certain that Andy Ludwig is going to find a way to get Nate Johnson on the field, whether he's taking direct snaps or catching the ball or getting yeah. handled. Like, he's going to be doing stuff with the ball in his hands, whether he's uh, listed as, as QB two, three, four, whatever it may be. Uh, they're going to find a way to get him involved. And then insurance. You got Bryson Barnes, who's who we've seen go out there and win a Pac-12 game before. So uh, I think they're safe in that department. And uh, yeah, we'll look elsewhere for the portal stuff. You can't overlook Florida because they're still an SEC team. They still got some players on that team, but I don't think it's overlooking them either to say, and this is the question that Utah football has asked themselves, if Cam isn't ready to go, can they win the game with Brandon Rose or Bryson Barnes? 
I think they would say yes to that question. And I feel the same way. Florida's got their own issues at quarterback. There's a reason Graham Mertz isn't at Wisconsin anymore, and he didn't look great in the spring game either. So they're still trying to figure their whole thing out. It's hard to play at Utah on the road anyway. So I think this, this coaching staff has come to the conclusion, Porter, that we can win games with Brandon, Bryson, and then I love that you brought him, Nate, because he's definitely going to be on the field, just like Jaquindon Jackson. We saw some packages with him back during the 2021 season early on or even late in the game against Southern Utah. We just saw some stretches where he was on the field. He's just such a special player and just a guy, a playmaker, I should say, that you're going to see him out there. So I really do feel like the coaching staff trust these guys to win them games. Yeah, and with this Florida team, it's not the Florida team that you – saw last year no they're still an sec team with plenty of four and five star talent one deep but they're replacing a lot and and this mm-hmm. is a, a, a an offense that's got a new quarterback uh, a bunch of new guys up front they had a really good offensive line last yes, they year did. i think was uh, an underrated part going into week one they're replacing a bunch of those dudes so this is a, a florida team who's not going to be as prepared as tuned in week one as they were last year and so yeah I do think that Utah uh, if they had to trot out a a different quarterback week one would be able to but I you know I I talk with Cam regularly I talk with his camp regularly recovery has gone really well surgery went really well there's been no hangups as of yet and I think he's going to be ready uh, not to to speak for Cam I'd never do that but I I think uh, with how the timetable is going not only will he be ready for kickoff, but he's going to be ready for a good portion of the camp. So I think he's going to get reps before week one and, and, and will be able to at least run with this, this offense and maybe get some chemistry with some of his new weapons. That would be absolutely crucial, especially if we talk about a guy like Pittman, and we've just seen once Cam kind of builds the rapport with those guys, how things can really take off with there. We know how close he was with Dalton, saw the season he had too, so it's going to be exciting, and that's great to hear if Cam is on is is progressing and doing well and all that, that he would be in that position. So it's going to be something that's fun and exciting and interesting to see when fall camp rolls around. And, you know, as we said, look, like Pittman came in, Utah's looking at some other players in the portal. Why do they want to add more talent on the outside? That's the question we're going to be answering in the next segment. But first, we want to talk to you guys about our friends at Built Bars. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best p- tasting protein bar ever. And I'm talking about Built Bars. If you're like me and want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. Built, you got to try this. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You won't think they're good for you, but you got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it. These bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get your box. You can head over to your local Smith's or Sam's Club, but if you would like, you can still head over to Built com too so lots of ways to get in on a healthy and delicious snack and built bars smith sam's club or built.com all suppliers of built bars all righty porter looking at why this utah team is looking to add so much talent on the outside because you look at it and you're like you you lost dalton kincaid but you have an obvious dalton kincaid replacement there you have devon vele who's coming back you have money parks who really broke out late in the season and you have a really quality second tight end in thomas yasmin so i think some people would look at it like well why is this team at looking at talent on the outside because you look at it and they have four very good pass catchers that you trust and i think the truth is just that you can always try to get better and this when you're ranking this utah team's pass catching options it's not amongst 
the top of the top in the Pac-12. Like, yes, Brant Keithy and Devon Vele are among the best guys like that. But where does Money Parks rank amongst the two receivers? That's where I think Money could have a big year, but um, it's not a guarantee that he's going to have this awesome year. That's where I think it makes sense to always try to get better and bring in more talented players. And the other thing you can't account for is injuries. Like last year, Brant Keithy getting hurt. Like also in other years, we've seen some other guys get hurt on the outside, and it really hampers this team. That's why I think it's good that they are looking to bring in so much talent, and especially with the Pac-12 this year, Porter, there are so many great quarterbacks in this conferences. I think there's going to be a lot of high-scoring game, and this Utah offense is going to have to be a little bit more explosive if they want to win some of those games up in Pullman, going out to the Coliseum in USC. I think you got to be more explosive, and the way to do that is to have lots of talented guys on the outside or in the slot. Yeah, well, you mentioned it. There's there's three reasons that even though I do think the Utes are confident with the weapons they have in Devon and, and Brant and uh, Yasmin and, and, and go on, yeah, you do have to replace Dalton Kincaid, but there's three mm-hmm. reasons that you still want to get more talent. Number one, you can never be too deep, right? Exactly. Injuries happen. Uh, the, the course of the, the Pac-12 season is, is tough on teams, on bodies, um, and especially skill position players, right? It's it's tough to get through that type of, uh, of season without some sort of hamstring or non-contact injury. Uh, so you always want to get more deep, but also Andy Ludwig likes to employ a lot of different looks. So even if you have a, a guy like Brand Keithy, even if you have a guy on the outside like Devon Vele, Andy Ludwig's still going to try to get the ball into six, seven, eight, nine different playmakers' hands every game. As far as offensive coordinators go, he spreads the wealth as much as the top five coordinators in the country. So sometimes you use those Vele's, Brant Keithy's, as decoys to get the ball into the hands of Money Parks, uh, mm-hmm. Micah Pittman. So yeah, uh, you, you you know you look at your offensive coordinator, you look how he uses weapons. You want a lot of guys out there so you can use different formations, use different looks to to hide stuff on film from from other teams. That's something that, that Utah wants to do. So they want a lot of different options, both on the outside and at the tight end position. We've seen that in how they recruit over the, the course of the last five to 10 years since, uh, you know, since they've kind of taken on this identity. And the third reason is, is one you mentioned. The Pac-12 is just getting better as far as, as offense goes, as far as scoring goes, and explosive teams, and just the style of play, right? You're going to have to, even if you have a really good defense, the pace of play is such that you're going to have to defend more possessions. You're going to have to defend more plays as a defense over the course of a game. And (laughs) that's hard. You're going to have to put up more points on the other end, just as a result of the pace of the play uh, of play, regardless of if you have a top 10, top 20 defense. So to keep up with the flow of the game and keep up with the evolution of football, you got to have guys out there and you got to have guys available. And that's another reason. Yeah. You, you look to the outside as a, a place where this portal help is, is coming. Pittman is the first of what I think to be a couple uh, coming in this window. And yeah, I think for Utah, it's about, yeah, bringing back the guys you had, you're comfortable with them, but you also want to get better because even though you're bringing back a lot of production, you didn't get to where you wanted to be last year. You want to win a Rose bowl. You want to win uh, a new year six game. So Maybe you have to, you know, make that small incremental uh, marginal changes and in improvements. And that's what Utah's trying to do. 
It is what they're trying to do. And like you just talked about that. We've been talking about the talent in the conference. Like it's, you're not going to hold USC and you're not going to hold Washington under 20 points. So you're probably going to have to score three to four touchdowns in order to win those games, basically a touchdown a quarter, maybe even more depending on what kind of, depending on how your defense is playing that day. But you mentioned too, this is not like Michael Pittman is not the only guy coming in. Utah is looking at some of these other guys. And when talking about some of these other guys that really stand out to me, Porter is a, you know, Shane Hollywood hooks was out earlier this week, the Jackson state receiver, just watching his film, I came away so impressed when, and look, it's a different level of competition, but like, man, when you just look at the plays he is making, like just that situation, like that's the coverage. This is the catch he makes out of it. I came away like just as impressed as him as I did even maybe even more so than a Micah Pittman. I would say, I just think he is an incredible talent. And the other guy I'll say too, at the tight end spot is Landon King from Auburn. When you, there are just not a lot of players in the portal who made, yes, he doesn't have like a lot of production, but his catch he made against Alabama in the quadruple overtime game. Like that's just a moment that you need a player to step up and make a difficult grab. He was able to do that. And I just think his ceiling is incredibly high too. So those are a couple of the guys I really like. And who are some of the guys, even if it is those guys, I'd love for you to expand on them that you're kind of looking at, like this is a dude or dudes that Utah could really use to bring in. Well, it's hard because the, the, the portal is, changing every day, right? There's 15, mm-hmm. 20 new names, 15, 20 names that are gone from the portal. Each morning you check it, uh, it it's really hard yeah. to, to get a feel for who's available, right? Um, Landon King is a really interesting. I'm glad you brought him up because he's an interesting one to me. Uh, I watched a little bit of his film and his catch radius, his, his mm-hmm. ability to just pinpoint a ball and, and bring it in. Not Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. Be, be very clear. But that's why Utah specifically looking at him because they already have the big bruisers like a Thomas Yasmin, right? They've got uh, a Brant Keithy who they feel really comfortable throwing in the slot or throwing in that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that Y role where he's, he's maybe taking some jet sweeps, some, some handoffs, but they need to replace Dalton's production as well. A guy who can, who, who can find some space up the seam, who can, uh, you know, catch a ball, down the yeah. sideline. That's what they're looking for to replace in the tight end position. And I think that, that Landon's a, a really, uh, really interesting prospect there. You mentioned the, the, the Colorado trans or the Jackson state transfer rather mm-hmm. uh, Shane. What's his last name? Shane hooks. He's got Hol- Hollywood's his nickname though, which I think is perfect based on what I saw from. That's what I was. That's what I was getting at. The, the Hollywood hooks uh, is, you know, one of those those players who's electric once he gets the ball in his hands, and that's mm-hmm. that's what Utah wants. That's what Andy Ludwig's really able to uh, key on is is find guys who, in very particular positions on the field, can provide value with the ball in their hands. Because Andy's going to find ways to get them the ball in those positions. And I look at him as a a, a really uh, really good fit right good fit for the scheme just because of uh you know smaller guy but but has a a lot of the the possession receiver type tendencies and and a lot of quick uh in and out of his routes so i i think he's one to look at but you mentioned Pittman, and he's he's not his brother he's a very different receiver Mm -hmm. he's more of a a possession type receiver but he's dangerous as well i wonder with him the explosiveness that he can bring because he's coming off of a really major hip injury. Yes, he is. Um, and, and I think that's something that, you know, you can be, you can be optimistic. You can be really excited about him, but that's a, that's one where I'm not sure I'd be 
entirely uh, stoked for in week one, week two, week three. Yes. I think Mike is going to be kind of a slower build. He's going to work his way into the offense. And then what you're hoping for is for him to be there for the Pac-12 stretch. Now, yep. that could be wrong because he could come in and it, as long as he's healthy, he's got a long history with Cam Rising. He, he was just on, on the station with us uh, on, on, on with Bill. So, yeah, when this podcast is up, I'm sure that interview will be up. You guys can go, go to the website and listen. He's known Cam Rising since they were in Pop Warner. So there's a chemistry there where those two have been not playing together, but they've known each other for a long time. They've thrown together for a long time. They've gotten together in the off seasons and, and had a, a rapport. And that's an underrated aspect of quarterback receiver play, right? It, Cam and Dalton had a, a relationship before and, and worked with that. And you saw that relay onto the field. If there can be something similar there, it doesn't matter if, if, if Micah can bring the explosiveness that we saw at Florida State or Oregon, he can be that possession receiver, that third, fourth down uh, insurance guy that Dalton Kincaid was, and that's huge. That is huge to replace if you're Utah. But, but like I said, um, I don't think you're, you're going to see that as much early on in the season. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a piece that you should look on to, to build as the Pac-12, the, the conference season goes along. And the longer the season goes on, I, I think you the more you should expect from Pittman. But uh, as far as the the portal right now, JT goes, like we got to dive in more uh, to the to the names that are available because it's just so hard to keep track of, right? I usually almost wait until guys like you mentioned with with Landon, wait until they get their visit to Utah, wait until I hear mm-hmm. Kyle, uh, right, or or Steve Bartle or or someone mm-hmm. up there mention their name, and then I'll go do some tape. I'll, I'll go watch some yep. tape. But right now there's 12% of the nation, 12% of the country wide receivers are in the portal. So uh, there's so many names. I'll let Kyle, I'll let, I'll let uh, coach Alvis Witted sort through those guys and then report back when, when they, they sign on the dotted line. Exactly. It's just, it's such, like I said, 12% is, is crazy for receivers in general. But um, I even think about someone like, um, I'm mad at myself. I'm blanking on his name, but there was a tight end. He trans he was at North Texas last year. He transferred, Utah was interested in him. He transferred to Arkansas and then he decommitted from Arkansas. So I'm like, oh, so I watched a little bit. I got myself excited about him. And he just recommitted back to Arkansas like two days after like re-entering the portal. Like this is the world of college football we live in. It's crazy. It's going to be interesting to track and see how it all plays out. But as you mentioned, Porter, you trust Coach Witted. You trust Coach Witt, the staff, and the different people they're going to bring in. So I'm very excited and interesting to see how it's all going to look. Come the, sp- come the Florida game on August 31st, it's going to be a lot of fun. And Porter, if people want more Utah football talk, where should they head over and listen to? Yeah, obviously ESPN 700, the home of the Utes, we – we talk college football probably 365 days a year, at least in some form, right? Yeah. Obviously, we've got NBA. We've got the, the soccer team here. We, we cover it all. But, yeah, you can go to, to the website, ESPN700sports.com, uh, AM signal at, at 700 AM, the FM signal now, 92.1, or obviously we podcast everything. So if you want to hear Bill's show, you want to hear me and Spence, or you just want to hear the youth-specific stuff, uh, you can find those wherever wherever you podcast, Apple, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, and uh, and go from there. Make sure you guys head over and check all that out. Also give Porter a follow at Lars underscore ESPN. Porter, thank you for joining us. Always, JT. Thank you, man.
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Locked On Utes, but we'll be back next week reacting to more of the transfer portal news and everything else Utah football related on Locked On Utes.